This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome. Thank you. What is your name? Rachel McEnany. McEnany White, if you include my not double barreled name, because legally I'm just Rachel White now, but I kept the McEnany for my dance world. Okay. Yeah. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? I am a line dance instructor, choreographer, performer, judge, kind of a jack of all trades person, I guess. Yep. All right. And yet you started out as a dancer like all the rest of us. That's amazing. I did start out as a dancer, yeah. Ballet and tap from uh, four years old, and then I started teaching when I was 15. Okay. Line dance. And uh, to give people some sort of backstory on your story, mm -hmm. uh, there are interviews out there with you that yeah. people can look up. Uh, to cover some like the dance background. There's mm -hmm. an interview if people Google Arizona Kid in Palavas from about four years ago. There's that one there. And then Line Dancer Magazine has also done some profiling of you know, your favorite dances mm -hmm. and the story behind various mm -hmm. dances. So to cover some new ground today, uh, you are, I would say, a leader, one of the major leaders in the field of line dance. Mm -hmm. what, what responsibilities do you feel like that entails for you? I honestly never look at it like that myself, and that's and I guess that's a, just a, a modest side. <laughs> I really don't because for me it's also part of my family. But I do know that people, you know, uh, look up to me in the in the dance world, and I guess I just never see it like that myself. So I have always tried to remain true and honest uh, to everybody, my peers as well as the dancers. So um, and at the same time, I. I don't, I just try to be responsible. Joe Thompson was my idol, still is, you know, she is just perfection for me. And um, although we're very different in a personality sense, you know, I joke around a, a fair amount, but again, I try to keep it true and I try to uh, be respectful of people in every sense of the word. And, you know, there can be quite a lot of drinking that goes on at these events. And I, you know, although I will enjoy a few glasses of wine, I won't get to the point that it gets out of control, like, you know. <laughs> some crazy people so yeah just um, and then I also try and make sure that I have a balance of all different styles and all different levels of line dance mm. try and respect that fact that you know I was a beginner line dancer at one point and and, and I had to learn the, the easy dances and then I also went through that phase of wanting to do the harder dances and so I appreciate people that want all that harder stuff and I also you know, if we don't keep these beginners alive, it's not going to last forever. And that's what we need to make sure. We need to keep make sure we're bringing new dancers in. So I make sure that I write some beginner stuff and improve it, try and cover all the levels. And I also remember the roots. And I, you know, just in a respectful way, because country music still plays a big part in all over the world. You know, certain parts of the world only want country music. And I respect that fact. I'm not going to try and push them to do something that they that's not their thing so yeah I, I just remember where I came from and I learned that from Mr. Rob Fowler who again was one of my mentors and he always told me don't forget you know where you came from I have never forgotten my roots I tried to make sure of that kept my feet on the ground and how do you write an interesting beginner dance like when you've gone as far as you have and learned as much as you have mm. how do you how do you put together steps that haven't already been done before by people in the last 40 years? And, and it's rare because, you, you know, absolutely a shuffle is a shuffle and a pivot turn is a pivot turn. And, you know, and it's just trying to change and, and make it different in a, in, you know, in, in a way. 
but it really is down to the music for me. I don't, I never put steps together. That's never been part of my choreography. I tried it because when I first started doing choreography, I thought, you know, well, how does this become, you know, a grapevine into a syncopated, what, how do they do the heel swivel? Why, why does it become like that? And I, I tried to put steps together. It just doesn't work for me. That's not part of a creative process in my eyes. That would be like, yeah, it's, it's music and it's movement to music. So the music is playing constantly. If it's not playing on you know, my laptop or on my phone, then I am singing the track in my head. So the choreography comes from, I would need to hit this in the music. Um, so really the creativity, even for beginner stuff, comes from that and trying to make it, you know, if I was making it advanced, I might hit it in a different way, but I still try and hit the beats even for the beginners you know, no, no matter what I'm doing, but it's it's hard. Sometimes the beginner dances are harder. I had a, an improver dance called Rhyme or Reason, and that took me hours. I think it took me nine to, I spent nine to 11 hours on it, which for choreography is a lot. For, I think it was 64 counts, you know, or 48 counts, and it was improver, you know? It wasn't particularly hard, but I just couldn't make it. I wanted it to flow a certain way. It's, that's important as well for beginners and improvers to make sure it flows the way their body movement wants them to go. So yeah, it's hard, it's hard work. Mm -hmm. What styles would you recommend that others um, in the line dance world pick up in addition to line dance to help them broaden what they think is possible for them? Yeah, West Coast Swing was a huge influence for me, uh, not only in my choreography, but also in um, my dance ability. So I'd studied, I'd been a gone to dance school and from being four years old, but it wasn't my primary thing. It wasn't that I was a dancer from being four years old. I was I did everything as a child. So I was very much into amateur dramatics and into doing theatrical productions and was a competitive swimmer until I was 14. I played piano, I played clarinet. I was on every sports team imaginable. So it wasn't that I was a, a dancer as such. Um, so I became, I kind of got into line dance when I was 14 and then found West Coast Swing when I was 18 and then all once I'd learned West Coast Swing which I still I will say is the hardest form of couples dancing that you can learn because it's there's so much involved in it uh, but once you've learned that you can do anything I really do believe you can do any style of dance once you've learned West Coast Swing any style of partner dancing but that had the most influence for me new movement the way to the way I feel my body that changed you know, definitely. Um, but I've studied, because of line dance, again, people think I came from a ballroom background or a ballet background. I really didn't. I just danced once a week with my local dance instructor for an hour. I didn't have any, you know, major, major training. But once I started line dance, I wanted that influence. So I started going to more hip hop classes and I started going to a ballet class and I, I pushed myself to be, you know, better and trying to learn these other rhythms. There's bachata line dancers out there, there's salsa line dancers, so obviously I learned bachata by going to a bachata class. I didn't just, you know, make up steps. There's steps that are in some of my dancers like Still Love Me Tomorrow or Be My Baby Now. It came from a bachata influence, so I would go to that class and, and learn that style. But I'd say West Coast Swing is probably the one that had the most influence, musically as well. Yeah. Well, that may partly answer my question as far as uh, the many variations that I, I see in when you're just doing any dance out there you know, you'll do some completely unexpected thing and I, mm. sometimes I wonder like where does that come from 
Sometimes I do too. <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, no idea. It's 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 musical, and that again came through the West Coast swing influence. I think I really didn't. The most I remember, kind of a classic. You know, we used to do a classic tush push, and instead of the heel toe to heels, we'd do the jump cross and wind, and that was kind of the maximum extent of my variations. Or I might do an extra turn or an extra spin. And then through West Coast Swing, because West Coast Swing is very, very musical, lots of musical interpretation. And also one of my um, partners back in the day when we had another company, Paul McAdam, he heard music like I'd never seen anybody before. And so I kind of got influenced by that and trying to hear music in a different way. So now that's part of my process and part of my enjoyment is finding something in the track that I didn't hear before. So have fun go mad for example I've been doing that since I was uh, 15 16 years old and I'll still get up and do it It still remains my favorite dance because there's there's so much in that song like trying to hit the trumpets that play trying to hit the vocals that play there's so much involvement in one piece which you know kind of a, a thing for me right now is there's so many dancers being released and we're not dancing them long enough to enjoy them because there's so much in that one piece and people are just dancing steps rather than truly dancing. They're just taking steps and doing the, the movement and not really feeling the music and that's not dance for me. So I really get involved in the music. I get lost in the track. So, And, I, and that's part of the reason I love the States so much and part of the reason I moved here and I started really enjoying events over here is um, I felt I could do that. You know, there's, there's some places where you, you don't feel like you can just express you, yourself that well. And this was one of those places that I really just kind of went, you know what, I'm just going to get lost in my own world. And it really is just all musical for me. Yeah, so the variations, I don't have a plan for any of them. It's just whatever happens. I, it's music. Yeah, so that music's constantly playing. I know whether I hit the lyric or whether I hit some kind of piano tinkle that's in the music, I don't know. But it's, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I have some friends in Southern California who are just now discovering the whole circuit world of line yeah. dance. What would you say would be uh, a good track for folks to follow if they wanted to branch out from like just discovering line dance at their local bar mm -hmm. to maybe someday, mm -hmm. you know, being a judge at mm -hmm. the Crystal Boot Awards or you know mm -hmm. running events? Like, what would you say is the natural progression that should occur for a young dancer? Um, that's a tricky question because the, the, the scene has changed so much over the years. It's not what it was when I started in any way. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's not the scene that it was when Joe Thompson and Scott and Rob Fowler started. Um, so it's gone through phases and so it's, it's, it's very different. Uh, there's, you've got to find classes if you want to do the harder choreography because not everybody covers that. I know that I didn't when I was in the UK. I didn't have an advanced class. So my dancers and I had a very, very strong class for 16 years on a Monday night. Well, most over 100 people almost every Monday night. But I didn't teach the hard stuff. I, that's, I knew that's not what they wanted. I taught, you know, beginner, improver, intermediate. Every now and again, I threw in an advanced dance. Um, so you've got to find as a young dancer, if that's what they want. And, you know, again, they've got to find their niche. Is it country music? Is it just country music? Is it just a certain level? Some choreographers just hit a certain level and they are happy with that. They don't want to choreograph anything advanced. They don't want to choreograph anything intermediate. They just want to hit the beginner improver market and that's good for them and it works. And there's some choreographers that only choreograph to country music 
and that works for them. So, you know, as a young dancer, you've got to find what you want to do. I love all of it. So that's, and again, that's not, that's me because I love it all. Country music's what I listen to in the car all the time. If my husband and I are together, we listen to country music, no, you know, no matter what. Um, so I still, I love country. Some people just cannot stand it. They have it in their head, they just don't like country music. Um, you know, and I, but I like all styles of music, so that's why I choreograph to everything. Some people have more of an influence in one area. So they have to find out what they want. And then, um, you know, kind of, I know going all the way to be an instructor now is harder than it used to be and making it a job as such, you know, it's, when I, even when I did it, it was scary. You know, it's kind of that choice of, do I go and, and finish college and do all of this? and or do I take take a risk? And I, I took a risk and it worked for me. But that was 20 something years ago. <laughs> and I, like I said, it was very, very different then. There were not as many choreographers. There were not as many instructors, you know. Um, there was a handful of choreographers. And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, it's a huge, had a huge impact as far as choreography goes. People want to try it. They want to say, well, let me see if I can try it. And that's where it starts. And they enjoy it, they do well, you get a hit dance and then they want, you know, to move on from there. But there's a lot of people wanting that. So it's hard to break the circuit now and make a career of it. It really is, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. For those who would want to do it full time, but maybe we'll just end up doing part time, is there any uh, field, any job field that you think would be a good part-time fit for the other half of their life when they're not dancing, what can folks do so that they can keep this lifestyle sustainable and affordable and possible? I have no idea. I'm not sure I can help you with that question. Um, I mean, trying to work events is one thing. Having a local class is completely different. So being that international instructor that travels around the world to events teaching is very different to having a local class. So maybe they eventually branch into that, but I would not suggest to try and become a choreographer and an instructor at a huge event and try and get into that international. Until If you don't have a class at home, that's how you learn. That's how I learned to be the instructor I am today. It's also how I learned to be the choreographer I am today. I still, when I'm choreographing stuff today, I think of people in my class that I had from being 15 years old and how their body would move to, and, and would, they, would this feel right for them? Because what feels right for me, I, I try and think of everybody when I'm choreographing it. And I think you need that class. And that class is the, they're the people that kept me down to earth. They didn't care that their Rachel that they'd known from 15 was, had just won three world titles and had just won you know X amount of Crystal Boots Awards. To them, I was just the Rachel that started when she was 15 and, and, and that kept me on the ground. And I would be, I'd have been in, I don't know, South Africa on Sunday, flying home all day Monday, landing to the airport, drive two hours home and go straight to my class. And they didn't care as long as they got their class and they got their line dance and they got the teaching, but that kept me on the ground. And I think trying to maybe try that, maybe if they really want line dance, then start a local class, work hard to get a successful class, build it up as you're going along, you know? How can you make that? Everybody can make it. If you want it, you can do it. You've just got to want it enough, I believe strong believer in that you can have whatever you want and you can get whatever you want so 
get that class going, start it. You've got to enjoy that, work harder, get in a local class, and that grows from there. You grow as a person. You learn how to teach. You learn from your mistakes. I've had lots of comments over the years, lots of criticism over the years, things I heard on stage, that, but that has made me the person I am today and the instructor I am today. You know, whether it's the speed of teaching, whether it's um, counting, you know, it's over here they really like the count, they want to hear that count. So all the tiny criticism over the years from my local class, from workshops, that makes you a stronger person. So listen to that critique. And uh, that's the best I can think of to stay and try and get, you know, to travel to events as well. How do you pull out of slumps and discouragement? Like, if there are ever times when you question what it is that you're doing in, like, the how many years that you've been doing it, Mm -hmm. sometimes it can feel like you're just burning out. Mm -hmm. Is there something else I should be focusing on? Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you process all that, and what brings you back into it? You have to take a breath. (laughs) You have to take a breath and believe in yourself. Uh, I've been there. I have absolutely been there and I've been through the burnt out phase, I've been through the I want to quit phase, I've been through the I cannot choreograph phase, I've been through I'm the worst choreographer in the world phase, Um, yeah I've been through it all and it's hard, it's hard and it's hard to sometimes do it and still keep a smile on your face but it's all worth it in the end you know and like I said the slumps you learn from them. You just learn from them. And, and sometimes you just have to take a breath. I'll go through that. I've got a workshop coming up in Florida and I go through this phase every time I have a workshop coming up because they, need, they want the new dancers. They know pretty much everything and they really do. You know, this group of people that come to my workshops know everything that I've taught. And so I try and give them new dancers and it's a lot to try and put out new work and, and hit all of the different levels. and. I need a beginner track. Oh, where am you know, you spend hours looking for music and you can't find the music. And then when you do find the music, you just, your brain says no and your feet say, this isn't working. And so Woman Up was another one. Spent hours choreographing that dance and just wasn't happy. And I, I was saying to Amy, I said, someone else is going to write to this track and we're going to lose this song. We've got to finish it. But it wasn't coming together. And I nearly quit. I nearly just said you know what, it's not working, let's just, so took a break. We left it for a week. Came back to it and in 30 minutes, it just all came together. So sometimes you just have to sit back and take a breath. And you know, the slumps, you learn, you know, you, know, get, knocked, you get knocked down, pick yourself back up again. Yeah, so I've been knocked down several times. You pick yourself back up, you know, other people try and knock you down and you put a smile on your face and pick yourself back up again. So. It's hard to get through, but you learn. Yeah, live and learn. Is there anything that you have learned to avoid and any tips that you would give for people for, let's say, like travel, for example? Like, is there anything that has made your life easier that you, you know, wish you would have figured out earlier that you can let us all in on? Hmm, wish that I had figured out earlier. I'm not sure. I had some pretty good mentors that guided me, and I'm just trying to pass on some of that. Um, knowledge as I go along um, if there's a mistake to made when it, or if there is a travel issue to have happened I have been through it I mean 
I've done everything from showing up to the airport on the wrong day. So, in fact, it was Chicago. I believe it was my first time or my second time coming to this event. And I was, I'd booked to fly in early to try and kind of spend some time and spend some time with Mark and Eve and, and have some time before the dance event got crazy. And so I'd booked to fly on the Wednesday, but I never fly on a Wednesday. I always fly on a Thursday to the States. So at two o'clock in the morning on Thursday morning, I'm still packing. I just happened to check my itinerary because I needed to know how much my luggage allowance was. And I'd got the wrong day. My flight had already left like 12 or 14 hours earlier prior. And I, I just showed up. To, I said, I woke my mum up. I was living with my parents. I'm like, mum, I missed my flight. It was yesterday. So yeah, I've, I've done it all. I've been in Japan and a FedEx crane, uh, plane crashed on the runway. I got stuck in Tokyo for three days. Uh, yeah, it's all happened to me. So <laughs> I've done everything from leaving my entire a closet of clothes in a hotel and leaving the country, and yeah, it's 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 a lot. <laughs> so I'm not sure I have any tips. I might not be the right one to ask about that. Um, yeah, definitely not the one to ask. <laughs> if there's a mistake to be made, I probably did it. Yeah. Okay. Are there any tools, accessories, or even clothing items that have made your life easier, like wireless headsets or uh, special yes, boots or everything. shoes? I am a techie. <laughs> Every, I'm very much a techie. Uh, everything I have is always has to be some kind of new gadget that helps me in one way or another. So a lot of people are not. So let me start with the simple things. Most people now have some kind of smartphone, whether it's um, Android or whether it's Apple, iPad or, you know, um, and there's a, a program that a lot of people are not aware of. I was surprised because I was the one that let Scott and Joe both know about it. It's a program called DJ, DJAY, and it slows down the music and you can change the, you can alter the track. So if you're just trying to do the fifth wall, you can prep it so that you find the fifth wall and you can save it. And when you press play, it just starts playing it from the fifth wall. And you can speed up the music, you can slow down the music, and so it doesn't have that really deep voice sound that the CD players used to do. A really, really good app, and I know it's available for um, both Android and Apple. That really helped me. I must have gone through five pairs of Bluetooth headphones now, and I live by those. I have the big, big, huge ones, the, the Bose ones. They're Bluetooth again, so I don't have any wires, and so I can dance. I have my iPod that sits on my wrist that I can control. Excuse me, I'm going to call. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, Bluetooth headphones, iPod, that app. Um, I'm an Apple person, so everything I have links, but that's just me. <laughs> um, shoes. I go through shoes like people go through bags of chips. Like, yeah, they don't last long on me. But <laughs> my favorite boots are... I have these sparkly boots that I'm actually wearing right now. Oh, the um, turquoise ones. Yes. I've got like five pairs of these. They're by ProDance Boots. I think it's ProDanceBoots.com. And my friend uh, just went into business with them. She designs. She's a top designer in London. She paints them. So she makes them the sparkly mm. versions. I like some of the new suede boots. And I actually get my dance shoes from the website. because, Or I wear the Toms. Some, some of my dance shoes are just from... Walmart or Target or someone like that. Just the, it's comfort for me now. 
I'm not, my body doesn't, my body hurts more than it used to and people still laugh and joke about that because they say I'm so young but I'm not as young as I was when I was 18 and so yeah it's, I have to go with the comfort side as well now because I'm on my feet from you know a good 16, 18 hours a day at a dance event you know we start first thing in the morning and I'm still dancing at three in the morning so comfort first now yeah. Do you have any kind of fitness regimen outside of dance, like jogging or weightlifting, anything that you like to do? To I've had to start that since I moved to the States, because <laughs> yeah, I gained some weight. Um, I never did because I didn't have time. I was, I am, still am, very much a workaholic. And when I lived with my parents, my day pretty much went wake up, eat when you forget that you, because you're hungry, you know, because I forgot to eat. Um, I would work all day on my laptop. If I wasn't there, I was teaching private lessons in my dance studio, which my parents built me at the back of the house, so I was teaching private lessons in there. I'd do full eight-hour days, eight hours of private lessons sometimes. Then I would go to my class, which was a four-hour class on a Monday. I had two Zumba classes on a Tuesday. I had two Zumba classes on a Wednesday, and then I would fly to an event. So I moved every single day. I was constantly moving. Um, so that was enough fitness for me. I never felt like I needed anything extra. And especially once I started the Zumba, I was doing Zumba toning, so I was lifting weights as well. And then I moved to the States and I didn't continue doing my classes. I just ha was having issues with venues and Florida is line dance heaven. There is a class every single night in every single city in Florida. And you know, I didn't need to do it. I did try it, but it just, the venue is such a problem for me. They kept increasing the prices and in the end, I said, you know what, something's telling me to not do this. So I stopped doing my classes. I just do my workshops. And again, the same for Zumba. So, and I met my husband and that he learnt, taught me to relax. And we sit down together and spend time together now and, and relax every night. But with that, we open a bottle of wine. And with that, you eat a bag of chips. And with, you know, so I'm not moving as much as I used to. So if I do anything, I... I do run. I do enjoy running. Yeah, I'll jog. I'll do. Just last week, I did. I was doing four and a half miles every day. Um, it's. I'm nervous because my knees are. My joints are getting sore, so that scares me. But I can't not do it. I. You know, I love it. So unless I'm injured, if I'm injured, I will not. You know, I'll stop. Other than that, Zumba. Any kind of anything that involves dance. I'm not a go to the gym and lift weights. It bores the life out of me. Yeah, I absolutely cannot do it unless I'm watching Grey's Anatomy at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. So it's got to be a dance program, jazzercise, Zumba. All of, I still love, even though I'm not teaching it. You know, sometimes the instructors will let me do a couple of tracks, but even if I'm not teaching it, I love anything that's dance related. Yeah. So I'll go to a West Coast swing night or a salsa night. Yeah. You mentioned that the life of a dancer, especially a professional dancer, can be very very busy, mm. how would you recommend that folks who want to cho choreograph with an established dancer, mm -hmm. how would you recommend that they approach them in a way that maybe they'll actually get to co choreograph with them? Um, most people just ask. <laughs> okay. In my experience, most people have just asked, would you be willing to, you know, do a, do a dance with me? And I have never said no, so, but I'm not everybody, so, um, I always say, well, why not? And I have, again, I promised Rob Fowler that anything I learn, and you know, I would pass on, and and I do, and I want people to learn. I, I I'm interested in that, so I do. I'm always open. I have a lot of people, a lot of 
pros and a lot of people that are just starting in the dance world some that are already established still will text me and ask my opinion on something or and I'm more than willing to give that yeah so always ask I am I know for one and again like I said I'm not every choreographer some people just don't like working with another choreographer it doesn't work for them um, so some not everybody will say yes um, and then it's a time issue for me it's absolutely a time issue I just sometimes just do not have the time I choreograph I try unless I find the mute and, the, and bring the song to me as well because I can't think necessarily of that person when I'm looking for music. Um, Woman Up, I happened to think of Amy. I did think of Amy when I found the song. Amy had asked me to do a dance with her. It was a Pitbull track. I wasn't a huge fan of the song. Although I'm a big Pitbull fan, this particular track I wasn't a huge fan of to do a line dance to. And I said, I'm not sure that's the track, but you know what, I'll bear you in mind. And Woman Up, the start of the track has the same rhythm that this song um, she'd mentioned did and so I immediately it made me think of Amy and that was the first time I've actually remembered to go hey I remember that you asked me to do a dance so let's do this dance together um, I've wrote a couple of dances with Melina from Denmark she will bring you know she'll send me a 15 different tracks but it's always at a time when I'm you know I'm ready to choreograph it's I can't do it for the sake of it it's I've got to love 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 the song yeah it's not just you know, I like this song, will you help me do a dance? I, I struggle to do that, yeah. That's, I've got to fall in love with the song to be able to have any inspiration to want to write to it. So, but you don't get if you don't ask, so yeah, if I was to give advice, then ask, what's the worst thing can happen? They'll say no, <laughs> move on, next person. So. What is the best way that people can get in contact with you? My website is dancewithrachel.com. Rachel is spent, spelt R-A-C-H-A-E-L, um, but type Rachel McEnany into Google, you'll find me one way or another. My email address, my cell phone number is on all of my step sheets, pretty much, so, um, yep, I might take a while to reply. <laughs> For anyone that's listening to this, I am not the best. I will put my hands up and say that I'm not the fastest person in the world at replying to emails. In fact, my current email list on my laptop, I think says 1,038 emails, and I am three months behind on replying to many people, and that includes bookings and requests for music, and please send me the dance sheet to this, and please send me the music to that, and are you available in 2019 to work in, I don't know, Sweden or somewhere? I am way behind. It's hard to try and keep up on that. I do that when I'm flying. I'll answer emails. So if I don't reply, write to me again and keep sending me it's just that i just have that many messages with different social media now from text messages to whatsapp to facebook to instagram to snapchat to emails i'm struggling to keep on top of it yeah so but i will reply one day so please do if you're trying to get in contact with me just send me another one you are not bothering me is there an ask you have of the people who are listening any requests that for them to think about or take action on um, I don't think so. This dance world has given me so much. There's nothing I would ask from the people I've... That's why I'll never leave. I've slowed down. I have cut my schedule back. I had to. I got married. And in order to ma maintain that relationship, it's important for me not to travel and spend time with him. And so I've cut back my schedule 50%. I'm doing one or two weekends a month. Um, 
but I'll never leave. You know, at some point I will cut back back to one weekend a month, and at some point I'll cut that back to four weekends a year, and at some point it'll just maybe be one or two weekends a year, but um, I'll never leave. It's given me too much. So there's not a lot of ask I have of the people. Um, there really isn't, you know. I love what they gave me, and I hope I give them as much enjoyment as what they've given me in my life, so, yeah. Okay. Looks like we've got to just about almost everything on this okay. sheet of paper here. Um, is there any source of personal motivation and inspiration that you have outside of dance? Anything like sunsets or hiking or anything that uh, just kind of recharges you? Hmm. I love the outdoors. Yeah, I do love being outside and I love nature. I'm not a big city girl. Um, I wasn't raised in the city, I was raised in the country. Um, surrounded by fields and lakes and so I love that I love a night of blue skies and watching the sun go down and and, and I still love that now it's harder in Florida because I'm allergic and get eaten alive by mosquitoes <laughs> but when I am I also love the mountains I'm a skier and I just get lost so I was once asked what my passion is and my answer was um, dance and this person said, well, what else? Dance is your job. You need something else in your life. You kind of said, that is my release. And um, Louis, is, Louis the DJ is one of my closest friends and he knows if I'm low or if, you know, whatever it is, he'll know. And he'll know to keep me on the dance floor because that is my release. If I'm dancing that, or if I'm dancing everything for whatever reason, it's because I need to. There's something that I need to get out and I, I release it through dance. So on a night off I will go to the local country bar now on a night off I'll go to a salsa night that's my release but this person asked me you must have something else and my answer was skiing and she said when did you last go skiing I said nine years ago <laughs> but that was the fear of when I started this career it was what if I do something what if I hurt myself what I went if I get injured and finally this person said well you know that's your one thing, that's your other release, you need to go. So I did, I went that year and I've been every other year since Since then. So yes, be getting lost in the mountains, it's like for me getting lost in the, on the dance floor. Yeah, so getting lost, going flying down a mountain covered in snow at goodness knows how many miles an hour, it's, that's my other pure joy. And spending time, my husband and I bought a boat, he bought a boat last year, I couldn't, I'm terrible at trying to drive it or maneuver it in any way, but. Um, Florida is stunning, Orlando area especially, you just think of Orlando as Disney and pretty much, you know, that's it's very much a tourist thing, but there's so many beautiful lakes and springs and so that is my new thing now is that's a perfect Sunday for me and there's events and I cannot wait to get home just to get out on the boat and, um, and just do nothing but enjoy the outdoors and the water. Yeah. There's one last question I have for you, right. and I ask this of everybody uh, that I interview. Um, what dance would you recommend that everybody go out and learn right now? Oh man, of mine or of in general? Buddies. Hmm. If you don't know how fun go mad, you need to learn that. But just because that's my favorite dance ever, so that's me being. Hmm. And then I could say you have to learn one of my dances, but you can <laughs> poetry in motion. Poetry in motion has been one that's been around as well. It was one of the first, it wasn't the first, it wasn't the second, but it was one of the first nightclubs, and it was advanced. 
and it still is pretty hard even when I recently retaught it and I you know you think it's so easy but there's a lot of turns in there and it's tricky but it's danced and it's a nightclub that you can do to anything it fits to every nightclub out there no matter what nightclub is playing you can do poetry in motion to it and that's why I like some of those classic dances um, we had this conversation recently about the classics the ones that you can do to any song the ones that and again I'll put my hands up and say that I write those ABCD dances I do and I write the ones with tags in and but the ones that stay the longest I think are the ones that fit to everything you can do have fun go mad to any you know four four rhythm that will work you can do poetry motion to any nightclub that that is out there so you know make sure you're learning some of those dances as well make sure you know some of those classics the ones that are around forever the ones we'll still be we were doing 10 years ago the ones we we're doing 20 years ago and that we'll still be doing in another 20 years time so make sure you learn those yeah well, thank you so much for My taking pleasure. the time. My pleasure. Thank and, you. Uh, I guess I'll see you out on the dance floor. It was floor. great meeting you. Yes, you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs>